0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who's this lady on the internet, um, I'm Natalie Pierre Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your business... Registered with the state, making sure you have uh, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers so you can pay your taxes and get business bank accounts, uh, having operating agreements and contracts and NDAs and partnership agreements so you don't get screwed over by clients and partners, uh, helping you with basic brand protection strategies so you can hit these streets confidently so you're not infringing on someone else's mark and so you can protect your mark out in the marketplace, and also protect your work and hiring policies as well so you're not sued for discrimination. So I help you do all of these things. Why am I qualified to help you? I am a licensed attorney with a specialization in business formation, have been for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire. To go to business school or to law school but a lot of you have amazing business ideas and if you're going to be successful there are just some things that you need to know there's no way around it. So that is why I do what I do that is why I am here. So if you're in the startup phase of your business or if you're thinking about starting a business and you need a friend who knows what they're doing to help guide you along the path, I'm the person you want to you want to call I want to be your friend okay? So, uh, let, so let's start this friendship by hanging out together. And how are you going to do that? How are we going to hang out? You're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There you're going to be able to book a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. Hello, Andrea Kiera. Um, as well, uh, you can download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, and you can also at link to forward slash NPL consulting firm connect with me by subscribing, subscribing, subscribing to my YouTube channel and my podcast where I post all of the episodes of this show, okay? Um, as well, at link to slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can find uh, many of my video trainings such as my EIN numbers training and my DUNS numbers trainings where I take you to the sites and show you how to fill out the applications, hey, 76 Grim K, my operating agreement video training where I show you how to fill out a single member LLC operating agreement so you can open a bank account. Uh, and also my Protect Your Biz video training where I teach you the basics of trademarks, patents, and copyright, so you can hit these intellectual property streets with knowledge, okay? All right, so all of that is at linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. But that is enough about me. Let's get to the show. The way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send me, stories that I think are interesting and that have lessons that we can learn as business owners. And we talk about them. So this is the time for all of us to get, you know, to ask our questions, to give our comments as long as they are respectful, okay? This is a place of welcoming and a place of learning. So we want to be respectful to each other. But I also want your participation. I will be asking you questions and asking you to put some emojis and letters and things in the box. So you got to pay attention, all right? Okay. So we are getting started. Um, Okay. Today, I put a, a picture up in my story. This is our, our first story for the evening. Today, I put a picture up in my story of a couple. Um, and I asked in, the, in my story, I said, name, the, name these, this couple. Give me the names of these people. And the people, um, most of you got it right. Some of you had the spelling off, but you, but you had the right idea. Um, and the couple, can anybody tell me what the name of the couple was, if you saw my story today? Who are the, 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 uh, who were the two people in the picture that I posted in my IG stories today? I had about three of you respond. Okay. Um, I'm not going to keep y'all too long because this record is about to die on me. Um, but, uh, in this, the two people in the photo were Yoko Ono and John Lennon. Now, if you don't know who they are, John Lennon is one of the members of the Beatles, one of the you know, most popular bands of all time. Um, and Yoko Ono is his, is his widow. Um, John Lennon was actually shot to death. Uh, yes, 76 Grim John Lennon and Yoko Ono. John Lennon was actually shot to death, um, in his forties, um, uh, unfortunately. But, um, you know, his wife Yoko, she, she got all the stuff. She's got, you know, the rights to his, copyrights and things, Yoko's, and Yoko's no slouch, Yoko does her own thing too, uh, but, you know, she getting that check from John Lennon's stuff, anyway, um, through, during his life, like most celebrities, John Lennon had a personal assistant, now, we know that that's very common now, and there's people now who are barely celebrities who have personal assistants, I don't even understand what the qualifications are for a personal assistant these days are, but anyway, John Lennon really needed one. So John Lennon had a personal assistant. His name was Fred Seaman. Um, And after John Lennon's death, um, Yoko found out that Fred had some sticky fingers. So uh, I I believe that John died in the 70s. But um, in 1983, Yoko Ono sued the former personal assistant of John Lennon because uh, he took pictures letters and journals from, um, their home and from John Lennon's, you know, where, where he worked. And he admitted that he took them, um, probably to to sell them for money because, you know, the Beatles, the Beatles, everybody loved the Beatles and their memorabilia still gets a lot, makes a lot of money. So Yoko Ono sued him in 1983. Okay. That's one. Then again, Yoko Ono sued him in 1999 because she found out and he he admitted that he stole more he had stolen more property and sold a lot of it um you know sold sold a lot of it for money. Um he he did this whole apology and said, "You know, I violated you, there's no excuse." Da 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 I'm sorry. And they settled that in 2002, okay? So that was the second time. She sued him in 1983 and 1999. Yoko Ono is suing this man again, because apparently, uh, recently, this man, now, mind you, John Lennon has been dead for over 40 years, okay, hey, beast mode, Burke, this man is still riding the coattails of John Lennon. Recently, this, this former personal assistant of John Lennon, um, did a 23-minute interview, um, about John Lennon's life, and in the interview, he had a bunch of John Lennon's stuff in the background, like memorabilia, more stuff that he stole (laughs) from John Lennon. So, you know, again, letters, journals, pictures, you know, little statues, things that, that were personal to John Lennon. This man, I don't know how he got it out the house. Was he stuffing it in his clothes? Did he put it in a wagon? How did you get so much of their stuff? Um... And, uh, so, so yeah, so he recently came out with an interview showing that he still has John Lennon stuff. And he's also planning um, to come out with a book very soon, which again, also violates the 2002 injunction when they settled because he agreed he wasn't going to try and make any more money off of John Lennon's name. And it's like, you keep getting sued and you keep apologizing. When is it going to stop? For me, I think that this is just a case of this man don't want to get a job and he's making enough money off of selling John Lennon's things that he doesn't have to get a real job. Either way, Yoko Ono said, keep my man's name out your mouth. Please return our things and I want $150,000 from you. Okay. So Yoko Ono is suing Fred Seaman, uh, John Lennon's former personal assistant, for $150,000 because he stole John Lennon's personal property in his home, meaning journals where he could have written songs, letters where, you know, his, his personal words, pictures that have his images. These are all things that belong to him. All those rights that John would have his wife now has in his stead as his widow. And she is enforcing those rights against Fred Seaman. Now, for me, I think Fred is just a lazy man who doesn't want to get a job. 76 Groom case said, sue him again. Creep. Right. Do any of you think that, you know, Fred, Fred is just, you know, this is just the law of capitalism and he's just out here making his money? Or do you think that Yoko Ono is right to be going after this man? You obviously stole from them. Where did you get so much of their stuff? Right? Um, but Yes, so Yoko Ono, not only is she suing for the return of the memorabilia, she wants this man to stop trying to capitalize off of her husband's name and fame. Oh, hey, Trista. Hey. Um, AP Jackson said Fred should be in jail. Yes, yes, because considering how much stuff Fred seems to have stolen and the amount that that Beatles memorabilia goes for, I'm sure he has made a pretty penny. Either way, he has avoided jail time. Hey, essentially true. Um, But Yoko Ono said, I want my money. You out here selling my husband's stuff and doing interviews and writing books, sir? Run me my money. Give me my husband's stuff. Um, So good luck to Yoko Ono. I hope that she is able to, you know, finally, finally... um, you know, enforce this against this personal assistant. Sincere 39 said, Yoko, Yoko is no joke. She will sue. I don't know much about her, um, but she has every right to sue. You stole from my husband, my famous rich husband. Okay, you don't know what I want to do with that stuff. Um, Hey, D-boy, damn it, boy. All right, so good luck to Yoko Ono. All right, okay. Next story that we are talking about this evening. Do I have anybody here from Chicago lives in Chicago, has been to Chicago, anybody who is familiar to chi- with Chicago, give me the bear emoji because I think their football team is the Chicago Bears. So if you have, if you have ever been to Chicago, live in Chicago, uh, you know, point, put your pinky toe in there, give me a bear emoji, Chicago. You've been there? Oh, bad. Okay. So if you guys did not know, recently uh, Chicago uh, made recreational cannabis legal, right? So you have a lot of companies popping up, um, and one of these companies is called Green Thumb Industries, okay? Uh, And they make edibles, they make fruit bars, you've been there since they're not cool, they make edibles. They make chocolate bars, candy bars, things like that. And they call their edibles Incredibles. Now, what do I mean by edibles? When we when we are talking about the cannabis industry, uh, edibles refer to um, food items that are infused with THC, you know, in a, in a variety of manners, okay? So, they make these candies that have THC in them. So, you eat them, they taste good, and you know, you get a little buzz. <laughs> anyway, so... Green Thumb Industries, they're out here making their chocolate bars, making their candies, um, and they're calling them Incredibles. But if you, I don't know how many of you guys remember, how many of you were watching. A while ago, we did a story about edible arrangements. Now, how many of you have ever bought or received an edible arrangement? If you have ever received or bought an edible arrangement, give me a fruit emoji. I don't care what fruit it is. But if you have ever received or purchased an edible arrangement, please give me a fruit emoji, okay? Um, Now, while you do that, uh, for those of you who may not know, and I'm sure that's none of you, Edible Arrangements, they are a company that makes really pretty fruit baskets, and they make them look like flowers. So they will cut the fruits up into flowers, and, you know, they'll have, like, chocolate dipped strawberries, and they're delicious. Like, um, they're awesome, okay? Um, And thank you sincere 39 for the banana and uh edible arrangements they they thank you Trista for the bears thank you 76 for the watermelon um thank you AP Jackson for the fruits yes okay so we know edible arrangements now edible arrangements like any business they've been in the business for over 20 years they've got their trademarks they've got trademarks for edible and incredible edible now you might say but edible arrangements, they do fruit baskets, right? But if you have been watching this show for a while, remember we talked about edible arrangements. They recently expanded their edible and incredible edible trademarks to include CBD products. Thank you, Trista Bradford, for the fruit. Right? So edible arrangements, they they see that the tide is turning in, in um in the consumer industry. And because they know that edibles are starting to, uh, you know, come to mean items that are infused with cannabis products, they got ahead of, they put, you know, they got ahead of the game and went and expanded their trademark to include, you know, CBD products, okay? So, uh, thank you, Creating Time, for the, for the fruit. So, Edible Arrangements is now suing Green Thumb Industries for using the name Incredibles to market their cannabis products. Now, uh, Green Thumb Industries is saying, look, we make chocolate bars. Nobody's going to mistake our chocolate bars for your fruit basket. So what is the problem? And Edible Arrangement said, we don't care. The fact is we have this trademark within the CBD industry, and you guys, you're a cannabis brand, right? Um, Now, cannabis isn't legal. However, CBD products are. So edible arrangements, they're kind of, they have, they kind of set up that place for themselves to already be in the industry to claim their space. So they are now suing Green Thumb Industries for damages and legal fees because of these incredible edibles. So my question to you is, do you think edible arrangements is doing too much? Is there a possibility of confusion between this Chicago based company's, uh, you know, chocolate based candies? And Edible Arrangements Fruit uh, fruit Baskets. Now, remember, these Chicago-based candies, they are infused with THC. And Edible Arrangements, while they're not doing it right, as of now, they do have a trademark within the CBD industry. Um, creating Time that it's about the name that was trademarked, right? Right, they have a trademark already. Now, I don't know if Green Thumb Industries, they have tried to obtain a local trademark within the state of Illinois, but because they are a cannabis brand, they are incapable at this moment in time of getting a federal trademark. So they, so there's no way that they have a federal trademark. But Edible Arrangements, they've had federal trademarks for 20 years and expanded to include the CBD industry. Uh, 76 Scrim K said, no, they're not doing too much. They're being strategic. Okay, okay. I think they're being strategic too. Edible arrangements saw this happening. Hello, Derek Mingo. They knew that people were going to, people in the cannabis industry were going to try and creep in on the edible and incredible edible trademark. And they got ahead of the game and, and, and secured their spot early. This is why it's important for you to protect your intellectual property. Early, so you can get ahead of the tide as it's turning. That's why you got to pay attention. You cannot stay stagnant as a brand. You have to look at how the market is going so you can protect yourself. Yes, AP Jackson, you snooze, you lose. Absolutely. Edible Arrangements did not snooze. They made sure that they had their, you know, their little candy CBD uh, trademark. And they're like, GTI, girl, these chocolate candies, you're going to have to change the name. So how many of you guys think that GTI will be able to keep calling... Their um their their candies Incredibles. If you think GTI will win, please give me a G. If you think Edible Arrangements is going to force GTI to change the name of their uh candy, give me an E A. If you think GTI will be able to keep using the name Incredibles, give me a G. If you think Edible Arrangements is going to be like, drop that Incredibles, find something else, give me an EA, okay? How much, okay, I think we're making good time, yes, okay. Thank you. Okay, I've got two people, three people for EA. Okay, y'all seem to be on the side of Edible Arrangements. Me too. Um, I think Edible Arrangements was smart. Thank you, Obed. I think they were very smart to, to, you know, make sure that they had at least a CBD trademark and and protect themselves, you know, on the front end. So good for them. And yeah, GTI is probably going to have to change the name of their candy. And that is the power of trademarks, okay? Thank you, AP Jackson, for the EA. Yes. All right. Uh, before we move on to our next stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend to hold your hand and help you walk down that road of entrepreneurship, won't you take my hand? Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free fifteen minute consult today. Okay, and don't forget to download. The free Biz launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and launch your dream business in seven days or less. This is not a joke, y'all. I literally had somebody email me, told me they downloaded it, and they have already received their, um, you know, acceptance of, for their LLC in their state. So the Biz Launch Cheat Sheet, it is the truth. Make sure you get it. Okay? All right. Moving on. Oh. How, how many of y'all remember um, my song, I'll Be Moving On? I'll be Moving on. Anyway, next story. If you are a Nipsey Hustle fan or if you know who Nipsey Hustle is, please give me the black and white checked emoji. If you know who Nipsey Hustle is or if you're a fan of Nipsey Hustle, give me the black and white uh, flag emoji. Okay? And for those of you who do not know, Nipsey Hussle was um, a West Coast rapper who unfortunately was gunned down and killed a year ago, I want to say a year and a half ago, uh, in front of his store in LA. Um, he was a reformed gang member, was doing a lot of work in his community, was really about teaching you know, his community about how to come up financially. Um, so if you don't know who Nipsey Hussle is, that's who he is. Thank you, Oban. All right. Now, if you did not know, uh, like I said, Nipsey Hussle was a reformed gang member. He was a member of the Crips, um, and you, and they respected him, right? So when Nipsey died, we talked about this literally like one week after Nipsey died, the Crips decided to, you know, turn over a new leaf. Um, AP Jackson said, didn't know of him prior to his death. I didn't really know about him that much prior to his death either. I just knew he was Lauren London's man. Um, Anyway, going back to this, uh, so when Nipsey Hussle died, pretty much the same week he died, the Crips, the Crips organization decided that they were no longer a gang. They said, we are a legitimate organization. They filed paperwork to become a nonprofit organization. And they are now dedicated to, uh, thank you, Cynthia 39 for the flag. They are now dedicated to, you know, anti, um, what is it? Anti-gang, uh, seminars and basically trying to, uh, Trying to, trying to keep people from gang life. That is apparently the purpose of the Crips these days. They have changed to a non-profit organization, and instead of you know, perpetuating gang life, they are trying to dissuade people from it, right? Uh, so in so doing, they uh, filed paperwork to trademark Nipsey Hussle's famous phrase, The Marathon Continues, which was also the name of, I believe, his first album. The problem was... Nipsey's family also tried to trademark the phrase, the marriage bond continues, maybe like a day after the Crips did. Now, um, we, we even had an update on this story because the Crips, they apologized to the family and said they never wanted to cause confusion and that they were not going to pursue the trademark. So the family was like, cool, cool, cool. Let's go. But the Crips still have not withdrawn their trademark application from the USPTO. So essentially it's still going ahead. Apparently they have kept up with uh excuse me, with the deadlines and are trying to go through with the trademark for the marathon continues and his family Nipsey's family is not happy y'all. Now, we all know that trademarks they are a first come first served type of thing, right? But what do we think about this situation? Because yes, the Crips did file first. There's no question about that. But do you think that they need to respect the family's wishes and hand over that trademark? Hello, Danny B, Nicole, um, AP Jackson said, "Still gangster." Look, they, they debolted them. They said, g- "They said, give me that trademark, right?" Um, but yeah, what do you think about this? Because in the eyes of the law. The Crips have done nothing wrong. They filed first. But let's talk about this from a moral standpoint, from a principled standpoint. Do you think the Crips should drop this application? What do you think? And this is just going to be a quick one because I want to get to this last story real quick. This is a funny one. What do y'all think? I want to know what you think about the Crips refusing to drop their trademark application for Nipsey Hustle's. The Marathon Continues, even though the family wants to trademark it themselves. Uh, AP Jackson said, they may say, run me my money, but the family doesn't own the trademark to it, AP Jackson. Um, 76 scream K said, maybe they can work something out. Well, I thought they were trying to work it out. The Crips had said they were going to, they were going to, um, you know, drop the, drop the suit. Danny B. Nicole said Crips and morality don't go together. But apparently the, the Crips have turned over in a new leaf. They are now a non nonprofit organization dedicated to a- anti-gang, um, uh, you know, anti-gang, uh, activism. Anyway, uh, Crips, drop the application. Give Nipsey's family some peace, man. Like, ridiculous. But that was that on that. I just wanted to give y'all a quick update on that, okay? Now we are moving on to our final story, which I think is kind of funny. Oh, uh, A.P. Jackson said, no, the Crips will say that, okay? Okay. Okay, all right. Moving on to the final story of the pay to play. Yes, pay to play. But I mean, they gotta cut. They gotta cut Nixie's family. Something, something. Come on, uh, his kids at least. Jeez. Um. All right. Final story of the evening. How many of y'all remember Lehman Brothers? If you remember, what comes to your mind when you hear Lehman Brothers? When you hear the name Lehman Brothers, what comes to your mind? And while you guys put that in, I'm going to uh, give you a little background. Um, actually, no, I want to hear. Uh, Trista Bradford said, I think it's situational. Everyone is trying to capitalize. capitalize. They are, but I think, isn't it, doesn't it make more sense for his actual blood family to capitalize from that than the former criminal organization that he was associated with? Um, A.P. Jackson said money. Okay. A.P. Jackson said money. Sincere thirty nine said furniture. Lehman Brothers. Okay. All right. If you didn't know, Lehman Brothers was an investment bank. They were one of the large financial financial institutions. A.P. Jackson was on the right was on the right track. They're one of the large financial institutions that went under during the financial crisis of two thousand eight. Okay. Um, Now, when Lehman Brothers went out of business, uh, a company named Barclays, which is another financial institution, they bought parts of Lehman Brothers, including their intellectual property, okay? Now, here's where it gets interesting. So after Lehman Brothers collapsed, there um, is a British real estate investor, um, Tristan Bradford said, sometimes the gang was more family than blood. Look, if you're naming on my birth certificate, if I can't track you on my family tree, run me my trademark, (laughs) but I'm I'm sure that that is the case for some people, okay? All right, so you have this British real estate investor, right, Um, and he, when Lehman Brothers goes under... In 2013, he decides to start his own whiskey line. So in 2013, he starts this whiskey line. And he names it Lehman Brothers. Now remember, Lehman Brothers is a, was a financial institution. Now, this whiskey uh, this whiskey line, high milk music, that uh, James Greer comes out with, he has three flavors. One is called Ashes of Disaster, which is um, it's described as wicked suggestions of... Burning, banknotes, a hint of ripe autumn, fruit about to fall. The next one flavor is called Snapfire, perfect with reckless maneuvers, long gambles, and explosive consequences. Drink alone if possible. And the third flavor is Evergreen, perfect for when fortune is with you and you are riding your luck. Tastes best when you are sitting on top of the world. Trisha Bravers said, you know they all cousins. <laughs> Um, but yes, so James Greer, he was like, well, Lehman Brothers is out of business. You know what? I'm going to take this name and I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to start a whiskey line. Barclays was like, uh, 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 not so fast. Barclays said, listen, we, as a, as an institution, we give gifts to clients and partners. And sometimes those gifts are whiskey bottles where we, uh, and we engrave the Lehman Brothers um, logo onto these whiskey bottles. So they're saying that because of that, we have a stake in the whiskey industry, and Mr. James Green should not be allowed to uh, trademark this Lehman Brothers brand line of whiskey, okay? So what do you think the court said? What do you think the court said? Because remember, Lehman Brothers was an investment bank. They did finances, things like that. They got parts. Barclays bought the intellectual property. James Greer is a British real estate investor, and he wants to sell whiskey, and he named it Lehman Brothers. And Barclays is saying, because we give gifts of whiskey bottles to clients and partners with the Lehman Brothers logo on it. Mr. Green should not be allowed to get this trademark because we are also in the whiskey business. What do you guys think about that argument? Hi, Sweet Mimi's Goodie Basket. Do you think that that is a credible argument? Do you think that the court bought that? Do you think that the court agreed with that? What do you think happened? 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 I don't want to leave it too, too long because I know that we have the podcast recording and I don't want to, Ooh, wow. It's already 835. Okay. So let's finish this story up. So what do you think happened? Do you think Barclays won? Or do you think this British real estate investor has been allowed to go forth with his whiskey line that he named Lehman Brothers? What do y'all think happened? I'm going to give y'all like 10 more seconds because I don't want to leave the podcast people, you know, waiting in suspense. Um, AP Jackson said, does Barclays own the name? Yes, because they, they did purchase Lehman Brothers intellectual property, right? And that is why they're saying, because we give whiskey gifts to our clients and we have the Lehman Brothers logo on it, we are in the whiskey business as well. So just to, to make a long story short, the court agreed with Barclays. Um, yes, 76, Barclays did win the court. The court said, um, that, you know, they purchased the intellectual property and they were actively using it. So they didn't abandon it. So James Greer is no longer going to be allowed to sell uh, his Lehman Brothers, uh, you know, line of whiskey. Um, So what do you think about that decision? Do you think it was fair or do you think Barclays was just throwing their weight around? Do you think the court made the right decision? Give me a yes or a no. If the court made the right decision, give me a yes. If the court made the wrong decision, give me a no. I'm on the fence about this because I just don't want Barclays to win. <laughs> These are the people who put us in a big financial situation. You think the court made the right decision? Okay. I just don't want Barclays to win because I remember the 2008 financial crisis and what caused it. I don't appreciate that. Um, but you know, whatever the court say goes, I guess, but Those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, Thank you all for being such a wonderful audience and for your participation. I always appreciate how involved you guys are. We will be back here tomorrow at 8 o'clock with more stories. If you do find something that you find interesting, please, please, please tell your girl. You know, I can't catch everything. Let me know what you want to hear about. Uh, Make sure that you go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and subscribe to the YouTube page and the podcast. Make sure you check out all of the digital products that are going on. Book your free 15-minute consultations for first-time clients. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Have a good night and take care of yourselves, okay? Bye-bye.